everybody. Welcome to I Like the Spooky Horror Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Leah Stalker. I am Clint, and welcome to a very special episode of Indie Spotlight. It's so special because this go-around, we're talking about some indie music brought to us by Leah Stalker, and later on in the episode, we are going to hear exclusive, never-before-heard-anywhere-ever-else-in-the-world clips from upcoming music from Mangy Bones. I am so excited about that. I'm always excited about the episodes, but this one is a personal little pet project for mine because Mangy Bones is someone that I literally found on TikTok. And so I love them. And you know, when you just, you hear something, you want to share it with people, you want to kind of just shove it in their face and be like, listen to this. I swear to gosh, it's the best thing ever. And now I get to do that with a whole audience of people. I'm really, really stoked about it. And I think that Mangy Bones is one of those bands where they need to be heard by more people. That's my opinion on it. When you first brought this up, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something, and you you sent them over, maybe I looked it up right away, immediately I fell in love with it. Uh, I mentioned before that I uh, talked to a friend of mine, and I said, this is kind of like my music and your music merging. Um, you said that they're called, if you had to subcategorize them, they're called uh, murder folk or something like that. So I put them in the category of murder folk because that's something that I like. They kind of call themselves um, the alternative or dark folk, so not so much the uh, murder aspect. I I think that it could be a fitting title. And they also were hinting at some um, doom metal in the new album. So they, I really do feel like they go across a lot of genres, but there's banjo in it. I'm automatically sold when it comes to banjo. I picked up on the doom metal when I listened to the four clips they sent you that you sent over for us to listen to. But I tell you what, right now, before we get too deep into us, let's pause for a second to just hear from a little bit of Mangy Bones. listened to was Scavengers on the Wind. That was technically their big hit from their self-titled EP that came out in 2021. Um, When I looked up that song on YouTube, it had 50k views. Uh, It's one of my personal favorites. I'm pretty sure that might have even been the first song that I heard on TikTok was just those oohs. And you have Victoria is the singer. She's the female vocalist on there. Stu is the male vocalist. And it just automatically kind of lets you know what you're in for when you're listening to Mangy Bones. So I really love that one. Yeah, favorite one on that episode or on that album, Clint? No, it's all great. The whole fucking album's great. Um, I love the I love the garage 
rock kind of indie sound. I love the echoey 60s sound of it. The first song that I heard, though, when I punched them, when I punched them up was they covered the Ramones Pet Cemetery. And it was very true to the original, but still had their sound. They didn't try to fuck with the formula. They didn't try to, you know, create the wheel with it, but they still made it theirs and they owned it. Um, and I love that fucking song. So it was great. pulled him up i pulled up the ep the mangy bones the ep and i just started at the top and worked my way down and the first song on the ep was coyote is laughing and it's it just i just feel like i'm riding a horse smoking a cigarette i'm going down to the square to have a drink at the saloon someone's gonna shoot me at noon and that's gonna be the end of it so i'm more of the well, you wouldn't say murder folk, but like the old folk music is more my wheelhouse with this band. But it's cool because you said you get some other sprinklings of stuff in. So I feel like most people are going to find a song from this band that they like. It's it's different than, a, you know, most bands stay in their lane. They stay right where they are comfortable. They don't go outside of it. And this group is kind of wandering around a little bit, which is interesting. Well, and, and what's cool about that is, and, and I want to talk about that in a little bit when we play some of the exclusives, is... You can, I'm a music guy, um, but I think even if you're not necessarily a music person, that you can hear the different influences, but all the while they make it theirs, you know? And then what, what is so special about them, and I think one of the main reasons I was excited to talk about them here in Indie Spotlight on the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast is because all of them are sprinkled with horror. They all have that creepy element. They're all horror related, but you don't necessarily need to be a horror fan to enjoy some of the music. Like Brian, you said, you know, you feel like you're in the old West. And as you're saying that, all I could think of is, yeah. And there's a werewolf getting ready to duel with you at moonlight, you know? <laughs> so that is actually, you both bring up an awesome point. It's something that I had put in my notes was that I kept saying that you can hear this influence. You can hear this influence. There's one song. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but Victoria, her voice reminded me a little bit of Cindy Lauper. And so I had put that in my notes. And then the thing that I brought up in my notes was, is it insulting to a band to constantly say like, oh, this reminds me of this. This reminds me of this. Like, I didn't want to lean too heavily into it of being like, oh, I can hear this and I can hear that. Like I heard Danny Elfman at the beginning of Scavengers on the Wind. But I think you guys framed it really nicely where it's not, it's just 
we're hearing those influences. We're hearing their history and where they might have their spooky roots. And they're pulling from that in a very unique way because they do absolutely make it their own. They don't at any point try to sound like these people. I think it's just where they're pulling from and they make it their own every single time. So I love that. I love the fact that we all picked up on that so well. Especially when you get to the to the new exclusive, never before heard, except for us and of course them, uh, clips that we're going to play in just a little bit. Like I heard the one and I was like, they listened to Black Sabbath before they recorded that. I listened to the next one and I was like, they listened to some surfer music before they recorded that. You know, you can just hear those influences. But I guess before we get too deep into it, I want to hear a little bit about the backstory. And I'll, I'll kick it off. Leah has been in contact with Stu. And we got a little bit of the backstory of how this band formed. And if if I remember what I read, it basically formed from COVID, right? He said that in 2018 that him and Victoria, that's the female vocalist. Stu is the male vocals that we hear a lot on the EP or hear entirely on the EP. Those are the two original band members. And they had started kind of messing around in 2018 when they would go on road trips and things like that. But it was one of those things where COVID, having all of that time, um, he did lose his job during that time, as many of us did. That is what kicked into high gear, where he had all of that free time. And instead of playing Animal Crossing, like I personally did, he threw himself entirely into the idea of Mangy Bones, of learning how to record and mix all on his own. They were doing songwriting and stuff like that. And and they actually said that, just going back to how I said that they would do road trips and stuff, they were just taking a trip to Miami. And that's when they came up with Coyotes Laughing, just I, which I love. It's just like, it's such a good song. And to just feel like, oh, yeah, we were just on a little road trip. We just, you know, tossed that together. That's so respectful. Yeah, it, it was COVID that kind of pushed it along and having all of that free time. And for the initial EP that we listened to, he, Stu plays all of the instruments except for the violin. So that album is strictly Stu and Victoria. That is their just little baby of goodness. <laughs> well, they, they, they have a drummer also, right? Or is that on the, this new stuff they're recording? They pulled in a drummer. So I think that the because there are some other members, but I think that those are people that they play live shows with. And I think that those members are going to be on the new one. From my understanding, the EP is strictly just Stu and Victoria, except for the violinist, which is Stephen, which is Stu's cousin. But he lives a little bit far away from them. So they do want to, in the future, find a full-time violinist along with a full-time banjo player. But... Johnny, who's on bass, and PJ, who's on drums, that's for their live shows. Actually, as of this recording last night, they did a secret show. So they, they're really getting out there. They're trying to perform as much as possible and stuff like that. But um, for the EP, it was Stu and Victoria. Okay. Brian. Yes. Say coyote. Coyote? Okay. Earlier you said coyote. Coyote? And I'm like, oh, I almost wanted to ask you what the fuck a coyote was, but yeah. <laughs> Coyotes. You don't have coyotes up there? No. No? No. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a funny story about coyotes, though. I wasn't laughing the first time I heard them. When I was a kid, my uncle had some uh, property in northern Michigan. I might have been six, seven years old. And we were up there. And I thought coyotes only lived in the desert, you know, like Roadrunner, Warner Brothers cartoon shit. 
And we were up there and it was nighttime and there's a bonfire. And it kind of ties in with this because this would have been great music to be listening in that environment. But all of a sudden a pack of coyotes started howling <gasps> and you could not, I thought it was werewolf and you could not, I was freaking the fuck out. You could not tell me that. And I'm like, ah, and everybody laughed at me. And it was very traumatic. I still remember it to this day. It's deeply ingrained. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, now out of curiosity, cause I, I'm a city girl. I haven't heard coyotes or anything like that. But with the song being called Coyotes Laughing, like, do they kind of sound, is it that sinister? They do. It's it's actually kind of um, eerily haunting, which fits in with the kind of the vibe and the tone of Mangy Bones. I used the word haunting so many times. <laughs> yeah. But it is, if it, it at the right pitch and tone, it does sound like they're laughing and they're always in packs. So you hear one, it'll kind of howl and then you hear yip, yip, how? And they just, it, they, it's, 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 uh, it's like you're in a crowd of people and it's, it's actually kind of overwhelming if you don't know what the fuck's going on. If you're a kid thinking that they only live in the desert. I would hate that. I would hate that so much. Am I going to go Google the sound of coyotes after this episode? Yes, absolutely. I want to hear it, but in the safety of my own home. No, I don't think so. Come on. First, it was the airplane. Then it was the mine party. So I think we should all get together and just go hang out in the woods in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Why does nobody trust me? You're the one with the creepy fucking mask hanging off the back of your bed post that I can see there. Yeah. Don't call out my mask. On my bed. <laughs> I have already labeled myself a complete creep. I don't think you need to tell people I have a mask hanging on my bed. <laughs> you can track what Leah's interested in or what we've talked about on episodes of the show by what her TikTok is. All right. For the last month, it's been, you know, people in mass in mines. <laughs> now it's going to be coyotes howling. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about thirst traps. I want to see thirst traps of more new mangy bone stuff. You know what? I'm positive that it's coming because, like I said, I did find them on TikTok. They have a great social media presence, 100%. It actually is so funny because the TikToks that they made for the songs, it reminded me a lot of just old 80s and 90s music videos where someone looked like they were kind of like keyed in on a green screen or something like that. They had Victoria in the back doing those like pretty little I can't replicate Victoria at all. Her talent surpasses me. You just did it better than I would. <laughs> but um, I, their social media presence is fabulous. You do have to definitely check them out on TikTok. That's where I found them. They're they're also on Instagram. That's where I've been hitting up Stu. Super nice, super amazing people. So um, let's let's reel it back in. <laughs> let's stop talking about stuff on my bed. <laughs> I was just thinking like. The new trend on the new trend on TikTok will be like a coyote body with a Harry Warden head and Mangy Bones music playing, but it'll be like Leah came up with a thirst trap, right? <laughs> Everything I like gets a thirst trap. That's it. That's all it like is. An animated werewolf body. Yeah. I mean, as of the recording of this episode, we did just release the My Bloody Valentine um, episode of the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast, and you can bet your booty that it is my excuse to make Pure Macabre a Harry Warden thirst trap <laughs> uh, account for the next couple of uh, days and weeks while we advertise that. So. Stay tuned for that. Thirst traps. 
Where do we go from here? I know where we go from here. We talk about the fact that one of the things I love most about Mangy Bones is they have that true indie music sound. Like I, this is when I go to Weirdsville Records, what I picture I am going to hear, you know, playing over the speakers in the store. It's very true. It's very experimental. True, I guess, is the best word I can use. You know, and I had a conversation with a friend recently where I was trying to find some music that they listened to. And I'm like, what do I type in? It was all indie music, not Mangy Bones indie music. But I was like, how do I find this stuff? If I go to my Spotify, if I go to my YouTube music or whatever, what do I type in? Do I just type in coffee shop music? You know, And um, that's actually what I finally did. And I found all these songs that were in the vein of what I was looking for. But I wonder what you would type in to kind of get that ripple effect in in a, a music player to find music like Mangy Bones, or is there music like Mangy Bones? Are they that unique? I want to. So obviously, like I said, I kind of found them because of the murder folk genre. So I don't know if that's kind of what you would lean into. But the thing is, is that they really are unique. I when I was trying to describe them in my notes, the best way that I could, it's going to sound so strange, but you got to kind of stick with me, is that if you go into a little shack in the woods, a witch's house, and there's bones on the wall and feathers and crystals and rocks, and it's all this big mess of stuff, and yet it somehow works. It looks very aesthetic. It looks very cool. It's something that you might see on like a witchy Pinterest. That is the equivalent, in my opinion, of Mangy Bones, is that it's so much stuff, and yet they absolutely make it work. Because when you listen to it, they add in so much stuff. They add it. There's so many sound effects and little instruments playing. And and it's all balanced and blended and seamless. And they make it seem like it's the easiest thing in the world, playing the most simple instrument. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a lot that goes into that. Oh, 100%. I will say, too, that what it kind of reminds me of is what I was thinking of when I was listening to it, because it almost sounds like like it, it almost makes me wonder if they're able to actually play the same song twice because it has so much stuff in it. And it makes me think of way back in the day when your recording studio consisted of a big room, the whole band was in it. Okay, everyone get ready. We've got to play. And if one person messes up, you got to restart the whole thing. These days, we know we we edit these podcasts and things like that. You can you can drag and drop a lot of stuff. You can clip and you can cut and you're like, oh, this is a good take. Add it in with that. But with this, it just sounds like one take. Here we go. Let's just do it in a room of everyone together. And that's that's one of the things that I love. There's a lot of things that I love about it, but I love how raw it sounds. You, I think that you use the word raw and completely accurate. Just one thing I want to throw in here. As you were talking, I typed in on my YouTube music player, Y'alternative. And then I also typed in uh, Murder Folk. And I actually brought up a shit ton of songs from different bands. So if you're listening and you're interested in this stuff, maybe you've never heard anything like this before. Um, and you want to get into this type of music, do that. Go to your Spotify, go to whatever. Type in Y'alternative, type in Murder Folk. Or more importantly, type in Mangy Bones. Because there will be a ripple effect after that of other bands that are similar to them. But speaking of things that sound like mangy bones, nothing sounds like mangy bones except mangy bones. Do you think maybe we should play some exclusive, never before heard clips from their new? Uh, is it going to be an album or is it going to be another EP? 
It is going to be a full-length album. They said that they have 12 to 15 songs on it. As of right now, when we were discussing this episode, it is currently unnamed. They're still working on a name. They said that maybe it might be able to come out in March, but we're not going to hold them to anything. We're letting them do their creative process. Bullshit. I want it now. Give me. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just fangirl for a moment, though, the fact that, um, you know, we do the podcast very much. It's a, a passion project. It's out of love. We do it because we enjoy it. But the fact that It was a year ago, I think, when I found Mangy Bones. I actually, the beginning of our conversation was me just messaging them on Instagram as a fan, just saying, hey, I really love what you guys are doing. This is amazing work. Keep it up. And then getting to revisit that conversation as someone being like, hey, I'm on this podcast. We're covering people. Do you think that we can talk? So getting to go from still a fan, but getting to talk to them and be like, hey, can we like discuss the band? And hey, can I have some exclusive clips to play on my podcast? It was so satisfying to be like, I really like this band. How can I hear their stuff early? Oh, I know. I know. We'll cover it on Indie. (laughs) Well, I think that's probably, like you said, one of the huge passions for all of us is sharing this with people. Knowing we're fans, allowing other people to hear it, maybe stumbling, maybe somebody stumbles upon this that hasn't heard of this band and checks them out, brings them listens, helps them build their next album. And yeah, I mean, you're not going to find many groups of people that are like the horror community and they're kind of blended in with us, you know, their music. I don't even, they may not even like scary movies. Maybe they do. Maybe it's a throwback to their childhood and they watched Pet Cemetery with their uncle that was showing them movies they shouldn't have been watching or their grandpa or, you know, their dad. Why is it always a dude? I don't know. I just, I mean, well, maybe it wasn't. Mine was, mine, mine was actually my aunt, actually. She was like 10 years older than me. She was, I'm an only kid and she was like a big sister and my mom wouldn't let me watch horror movies. And so I'd go hang out with my aunt. We'd go to the video store and rent like 20 of them and just sit there and binge watch movies all fucking weekend. The movies that you're like, this is going to be awful, but the cover is cool. Oh, like Blood Beach and, you know, <laughs> just shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's you're not going to find many communities where you can reach out as a fan and get a response back and then build an episode of your podcast highlighting that group. I mean, we've done it time and time again, Clint. I mean, that's that's uh, one of the biggest perks, I think, of doing this is because, yeah, this is a passion project. We don't get paid. Everybody would like to get money. And I think we would all like to get to a point where maybe this could be some sort of monetary thing. But that's not why we're doing it. The biggest perk is it opens doors. And we talked about it before. But like because of the podcast, you know, we got to have the cast of Night of the Comet open our show because of this podcast. Brian got to um, kind of go behind and check out the Christine car in. How do I say it? in a red carpet fashion. You know what I mean? I mean, I could go on and on and on because of this podcast. We're able to meet people like Leah and make this journey bigger. Um, and it all ties in with the music. So I'm glad that you were able to, it's been, it hasn't been a long time since you've been with us, Leah. So I'm glad that you're already able to experience that and, and reap the reward from that. One other thing I want to touch on is, um, Brian, you brought up sharing. If you like something, you want to share it. You had mentioned that the other day. I think when we covered screenplay on the feature episode, you're like, if 
a biggest compliment is if you like something and then you share it with somebody. So I was with a friend and I was talking about the, um, oh, is on to be the uh, um, vampire and me documentary. And I said, look, you got to watch this. It's a great fucking documentary. I think you're going to like it. Um, I put it on and they were like, well, you've already seen this. And I said what you said. Yeah. But the greatest compliment is that I see something. I think it's so great. I want to share it, which means I want to watch it again anyway. Tying that all back into Mangy Bones, I, I really think Leah, because I am a music guy, I'm constantly searching for new music. And um, Leah shared this with us. And now I've got a new favorite band. That brings me so much joy because that is the best thing is that tying into everything that you guys are saying is that it's the twofold experience of I like something, but then if someone else likes it, it's so much better. And that's what I'm really hoping to get from this episode is just I want people to know about me. It's like we were talking about with My Bloody Valentine. I'm obsessed. I'm hyper focused on My Bloody Valentine. It's been around since 1981. I just didn't know about it. And I do think that Mangy Bones, while I do think that they do have a pretty decent audience, I need more people to hear about them. I need people to know about them because I think that once you hear them, you'll love them. There is nothing. It's everything to love. It's all good. So I know that we were kind of talking about it before. I think that the best way to get people into Mangy Bones is to toss on some new music and show them what they've been working on. So right now we're going to go into the first song on our list. It's called Crawling Ghoul from the new Mangy Bones unnamed album coming out later this year. So that right there is a perfect example of what I said. You can hear the influences. I, I mentioned Black Sabbath earlier. Uh, it's what, if like a 40 second clip and I heard the heavy riffs, almost the doom metal inspired. And I, everything that I wrote down, the, the quick notes about what I heard when I listened to these clips, I listened to these and then I read the description of what Stu sent over to you, which tells me that I was right because he said what I thought each, well, at least the doom metal one. Yeah, completely picked up the doom metal, the heavy riffs. But again, they made it their own. You know, it's not it's not something you've heard before. It's just the influence pulled in. Clint, are you reading my notes? Because literally my notes say, I love how it's distinctly mangy bones, but that guitar has some extra oomph to it and it just is going super hard. It's 100% is that it is a little bit heavier the way that they were talking, but it's still mangy bones to the absolute core because- Anytime someone says, oh, we're coming out with a new album, there's that little bit of fear of like, okay, you know, is it still going to be the same? Is it going to have that same vibe that I first fell in love with? Because I've had I've had groups like that where I hear the album and more power to them, do their own thing, whatever inspires them, but it might not resonate with me. Nope. Meiji Bones is still a fucking obsession. It's so fucking good. I am reading your notes because I have a camera stashed in the eye socket of that creepy ass mask hanging out the back of your bed. <laughs> Stop yucking my yum. Leave my mask alone, sir. 
<laughs> Yucking my yum. Uh, Kids these days, Clint. <laughs> I know. So I was reading some of the notes that you sent over in our uh, in our email about the band, and it's like all over the place. 40s to 70s country, metal, punk, outlaw country, just so many influences. But when you're a good artist and you have that brain that works like that, you can mesh those things. And I would imagine they go in and just from reading that, thinking they're going to do one thing and their brain is constantly working, just kind of like the three of us pull the curtain back a little bit. We always talk about what we're going to say and how the episode's going to go. And then we almost always kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. And it's the best stuff that we do. And I would imagine that's how they are. You had said that no song probably sounds the same twice. I would imagine they go out and play a show and they're like, oh, I messed up there, but it sounded great. And I played it this way this time, but it sounded great. Well, Leah, and you had, uh, in the the stuff you sent over in the email, you had actually kind of interviewed Stu a little bit. And one of the questions you asked, and I'm paraphrasing because it's not in front of me, but it was something like, you know, is the final product of this new music what you intended? And uh, that was kind of his answer. And it's kind of just what you said, Brian, is no, they actually kind of mapped everything out. And he said, I believe he said it stayed fairly true to what they wanted to accomplish, but that, yeah, a lot of things changed because it just evolves. It just you know changes all the time. I will say I am not. Uh, it's not my forte to interview people, and I just want to give a shout out to. I mean, the whole episode is giving a shout out, but I want to give a shout out to Stu because he was so completely sweet uh, in our messages and so nice and understanding. Um, so he made it really easy to want to discuss this album with him. So I do just have to toss that out real quick. But yeah, he said word for word, the new album is turning out pretty similar to how we envisioned, but some things are definitely different from how I thought they turned out. It's actually a bit heavier in some areas than I thought it would be. And I'm really happy about that. So it's completely encompassing what you guys had said. But the best part is the fact that they're happy about it. They're embracing it. They're letting the music speak to them and take it where take them where it wants to go. And that's the best part is that you do have to kind of trust the process and just be like, this is where we're going. It's heavier than we thought, but that's okay. And they do it very well. Even they kept saying it was going to be heavier. I was getting a little bit nervous. I do like heavy music, but you know, you're just not sure how it's going to it fucking killed it. Fucking killed it. This is just a whole episode of Leah fangirling. That's it. <laughs> well, so so the the next audio clip, Howling Woods, that right there, to me, it continued that heavier sound, but that was more surfer inspired or punk inspired. Let's let's listen to it.
So see what I mean? That that audio clip right there, it does. It has that heavier sound, but it's different. It's it, There's no doom metal period in that, but it's a lot different than, you know, something off the, the original EP. But again, I know we keep repeating this, hitting the point home, but it still has that haunting mangy bones vibe. And literally, Clint, get out of my notes, please. But the clip so perfectly shows how mangy bones- You just got to adjust, adjust the camera behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I said the clip so perfectly shows how Mangevo manages to meld heavy and haunting music together effortlessly. And I think that if I did have to compact this album down into two heavy and haunting, that is the best way I can go about it. And you, it doesn't feel like it should go because when you think haunting, you do think of that just kind of light and airy and, you know, mystical, a ghost in the graveyard and stuff like, no, this ghost is going to punch you in the fucking face. Like, it's so sick. I know what I'm looking forward to when this album drops and I go to Michigan to visit my friend Clint and I get to listen to it while I take a tour of his. Do I not get a visit? <laughs> well, you could come, but I'm coming from six hours away. You're just like, I don't know how far away you are, but like, this is the kind of stuff that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to be, in- I want to be included. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that you're going to hear when you go to haunted houses and hopefully as indie projects and movies come out over the next year or two some of this music works its way into films i can totally see some of this music being being in a film well I, you know what i'm looking forward to is when you and you leah show up and you guys come out and visit me out to stagecoach in the nugget i have indoor stages i have outdoor stages i would like for you to bring mangy bones with you and we can have them perform I would love that. I would be so excited. I would be so, this is the, I'm, I'm going to do it for you. This is the open invitation for Mangy Bones. Please come to Michigan and perform. We, we got a stage for you. We got a stage for you. And we got a few stages for you. Anything you want. <laughs> We've got a few stages for you. What's, what's really cool is, is um, the outdoor amphitheater which um, I've posted some pictures of online. Leah, well, both of you guys need to get over here to see it in person. But it kind of fits. It just really fits in my mind. There's like a swamp behind there, and it's kind of rustic and creepy looking, but it's not all run down and nasty. So I'm also looking forward to hearing the next clip, Low Boy, that is also um, has yet to be released. And this, uh, I think, maybe give you an idea of a little bit more traditional kind of mangy bones, to me, this one is a little more twangy, a little more folky, kind of what I heard from them the very first time I listened to them. I am the one they want you up. I see the land of midnight sun and fought the brute who ran off with my tail. And I am going to take the reins on this just because that is my automatic favorite. I think it might be because, as you said, it definitely has that old school mangy bones feel to it. But more so than that, this is such a fucking earworm. I was listening to it. Like I said, these are 30 to 40 second clips. 
I was playing this song, this little clip on absolute repeat, that beginning little riff to it. I just couldn't get enough of it. And when this song comes out, it's going to be an entire playlist of just this song. I want to listen to it on repeat. I am feral for this song. I love Low Boy so much. Like a coyote. She's feral like the coyotes, Clint. Her and her multiple personalities are all going to start howling and laughing together. Yip, yip, yow, row, row. Don't worry, we, we, we have multiple personalities also. We just got done discussing that on we, when we recorded before you came on. I was going to say. <laughs> we're, all, we're all fucking this side of the nut house, I'm telling you. I was going to say, where did, the, where did the multiple personalities come from? I'm getting diagnosed on a podcast. Excuse you. <laughs> Oh, I'll psychoanalyze the hell out of anything. We don't appreciate that. I'm sorry. I'll keep it to myself. No, I won't. There's no there's no segue from that into the last audio clip, so I'm just going to hard cut it. The last one is Wide-Eyed Lonely Ghost. And I kind of said this last one, low, bo- low Boy, that we just heard was more traditional mangy bones. This one actually, I think, is 100% accurate traditional mangy bones. I think this is their, their core sound. Wide-Eyed Lonely Ghost. wide-eyed and clint once again you know what i'm gonna move that mask a little bit because my note right under (laughs) my note says i think wide-eyed is my pick from the new songs that most resembles the ep music that's what i picked up on as well um but they they kept that sound and elevated it everything is just so much more it makes you just ah it I'm starting to get into fangirl zone. It's hard for me to <laughs> to put it into words. I just, I, I need this album now. I need it yesterday. So I, I love this song though. So one of the best things I think about indie music, and I'm glad that we, we covered music on this episode. I'm very thrilled that you introduced us to Mangy Bones. I'm thrilled that we covered Mangy Bones, but I want to talk about just indie music as a whole real quick. And that is, one of the reasons that I'll gravitate towards that, and I think more people should, and, I, and why it continues to thrive is we all have our favorite bands, but when you have that studio label, they're making you churn out to a degree what is going to make the money, you know? And um, there are a lot of bands, I'm not going to start name dropping, there are a lot of established bands that I would say that everybody's heard that um, you hear them try to go on their musical journey and you hear it stifled. And it, it's it's kind of sad, you know? So... Indie music is just as important as indie horror movies, as indie comics, indie books, indie anything, indie artists, all the stuff that we talk about in this show, uh, music is a huge component of. So Leah's going to do it again, too. I'm, I'm so thankful for Leah for putting all this together. Um, I want to thank Stu for getting back to her and sharing the exclusive never before heard rewind this and listen to it again music that you just heard a few minutes ago. Cannot wait 
for the LP to come out hopefully later this year and cannot wait to have these people on stage perform for you at my spot. I just plugged like seven different things there. That's pretty cool. I know. God damn. That was impressive. <laughs> and that's that's the end of the show, folks. I left them speechless. So thrown off. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can go over to Google. You can go to whatever website you use. Type in Mangy Bones Band. You'll find their Instagram. You'll find their TikTok. TikTok. You'll find them on Bandcamp, where you can buy their albums. They're on Amazon Music. They're kind of littered through, I mean, Spotify, Apple Music. You just go on and on and on. They are there. So I'm going to jump off. I'm going to go over the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast TikTok. I'm going to give Mangy Bones a follow. And I'm going to throw some more of their music on. What about you, Leah? Um, I will say, yes, they are all over that. And the other thing that I love about this band that I didn't get to touch on, but it is one of the things that made me fall in love with them, is that they do have merch. But... Clint, and I feel like you're going to really appreciate this, is that so they get their shirts, they thrift plain colored shirts, and then that's what they screen print their logos onto. So everything is handmade. Everything is unique because they just thrift all of these shirts that they can find. And then that's how they make their merchandise. And for I I just really enjoy that little tidbit about them. Um, So they do have some merch. They are Florida-based. They, as we said earlier, they played a secret show last night. So if you're lucky enough to be there before they, you know, start their their tour where they're going to come to Michigan and just play continuously for the (laughs) I Like It Spooky Horror podcast crew. They're not going to be able to leave. Let them chain to the stage. I... See, this is what happens when a stalker just really gravitates towards you is that, you know, come play our show. Don't leave. Thank you. But if you're in their area, check them out. If you can get out to a show, I'm completely jealous of you if you get to go see them live. I have seen some clips of them live and they are just as good, maybe even better. Victoria is this gothic queen on stage who just she has that stage oh and that's the other thing too is that the stage presence they all have amazing stage presence so it's it's the full deal it's the full deal so you got to go check them out everywhere that brian mentioned give them a follow this is the beginning of your mangy bones obsession join me won't you drink the kool-aid drink it all in man you guys both brought up you guys both brought up really good points and brian you said Go buy their music. And Leah, you're talking about their merch. And that is more important than anything to any indie artist is you can only passion project and put so much of your money into it. You know what I mean? These these people need supporting. I'll give you a, a quick side story. It has nothing to do with Mangy Bones. I was at a show promoting my old haunted house corpse barn. Uh, there was a bunch of bands playing. I had a little merch booth of my own set up. And the opening act came on and I was just listening to him tune up. I'm a smoker, if no one knows, and I was going out to have a smoke. And as I go to hit the door, they start playing. And I immediately stopped. I came back. I sat there. They mesmerized me. I took in their whole set. The name of the band is Skinbound. I don't know if they're putting out new music right now. They're from the Buffalo area. And they got done, and I went over to them, and I said, Hey, this may sound dumb, but you stopped me for going out and having a cigarette. That's a pretty damn big deal. Can I buy your CDs? And that's what needs to happen to these indie artists, because if you don't support them monetarily in some way or another, then they're they're not going to be around forever. No, that's a completely valid point. You know who would 100% buy a Mangy Bone CD? Probably someone from the PFPN. Why don't we hear from- Look at you. 
<laughs> Wait, I had a good group. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> Why don't we hear from the PFPN? That was badass. She's getting okay at that song, Clint. I did it. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. So now that we've heard from our podcast network, I think it's time to wrap up the show. Anything else, Leah? I love mangy bones, if that's not completely fucking clear by now. Um, I, I'm just, once again, I said it earlier, but I really do want to thank Stu for just taking an absolute chance. I mean, when I was talking to him and I was asking him for exclusive clips, I was very gentle about it. I was like, no pressure. Don't put yourself on a timeline. Don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable because that's, that's your child. That's your, that's your baby. When you're making music, it's a very personal thing. Um, but he would, him and the band were so willing and helpful and just cool to give us those exclusive clips. They, they literally just finished mixing those and then sent them over to us. So I'm so appreciative to Stu. I'm so appreciative to Victoria, Steven, Johnny, PJ, just the entire Mangy Bones band. You guys made this so such a wonderful experience. And it, it's so fabulous when you love a band, you know that they're talented, but then you kind of get to see behind the curtains a little bit. And the band is cool too. And they're just such good people. So big shout out to them for letting us do this episode on them. Um, we're, we're just so thankful. So I just wanted to give that very distinct shout out and thank you to them. Oh, and especially for the exclusive music, because that is huge for us too. You know what I mean? We were talking about pulling back the curtain, but I mean, anytime that, that a show is, is trusted to share for the first time, something of another artist to the world, uh, that, that's an honor. So, so thank you guys for all that very much. It's February. Love is in there, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we love the music. We're looking forward to new music. We love that we get to share it with the world. And we would really love if you'd go buy some Mangy Bones merch and their album when it comes out and their old album, their EP. I know something else that I would love if everybody did. And that is, although all the stuff we put out is free, you can still go subscribe to the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast wherever you get your podcast. And I fucking mean wherever. We are everywhere. We are hidden in Leah's mask. We are on YouTube. We <laughs> The look on her face right now is, will you shut the fuck up about this? Goddamn. We're everywhere. So go subscribe. And if you don't subscribe, that's cool because we, uh, we're going to be blasting you in the face on social media and reminding you to listen to us. I stalk you. Please stalk us back. That's pretty, pretty accurate. It sounded like a threat. <laughs> Did we mention Pure Macabre? Pure Macabre? Leah. Leah's Pure Macabre, where she covers all things in Michigan that are haunting and creepy and spooky and cool and fun. And you got to go check that out on Instagram. And you can listen to Mishmash all the time. 
when this episode comes out, we'll have already celebrated Halloween, but I do feel like now it was quiet in January, but events are really starting to pick up. So Pure Macabre is coming back to life. I'm very excited about everything that we get to cover uh, in Michigan. So yes, Pure Macabre. Yay. Oh, I got one more thing to add. If you are an indie band and you're listening to this show and you're like, I'd like to get some of my music on that show. Well, then you can send us an email at ilikeitspookypod at gmail.com and we'll check your stuff out and probably do the same thing. Maybe not to the extent because Leah really fucking loves Mangy Bones. And I mean, if you heard these clips, you know why. They're great. So now that you've listened to Mangy Bones, you've hopefully went over, liked all their music, subscribed to everything that they have on social media. You'll do the same thing for us. I like it. Spooky Horror Podcast. And check out what we have coming for the rest of February and the rest of 2024. Hopefully more bands, more movies, more independent, everything. And take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Till next time. Hey, can we close the show out with uh, with the Mangy Bones covering Pet Cemetery? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Until the earth of the weather stayed warm